0: We've got to get over here to Representative Susan Beckman. We have so much to talk about. Susan, first of all, thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome, Kim. Thank you. You you guys have been there late at night, and I'm just, I'm honored that you're here.
1: Well, it's a great opportunity. People uh, need to know what's happening, and it's hard to get that information and message out there. So thanks for the opportunity.
0: Well, I'm going to just toss it over to you. What do we want to talk about?
1: So, um... I will say that we've done a very good job this year killing some bills just by stalling. Rent control, family leave, um, sex ed bill, those are most likely not going to go through, and that's good. That is um, good. We are trying to debate the issues at length and push the calendar back. We only have two more days, so um, that's What about a special we, session? They're
0: kicking that idea around.
1: That would be uh, bad. I don't know. You have to have a specific reason for the special session, okay. and the bills that they want... Um, In reality, they're pushing through. The energy bills, uh, the XL energy bills that are going to increase rate cost for energy in in the Denver metro area and the Front Range, those have already pretty much gone through. They're doing radical voting laws right now. You know, we started out the year with the National Popular Vote Bill, which passed, and now we have uh, a petition started. But right now we're looking at automatic registered Voting for all eligible voters in Colorado, they would just register you and use they 're actually going to use the Medicaid rolls to reach out and all your government um, data information is going to be compiled and then they 're going to send you a ballot even if you don 't want to be registered to vote i 'm calling that the forced voter forced registrar. voter registration okay. yes uh, there 's also a lot of uh, Bills for voting that are radical in the sense that we're going to have to have voting vote centers and college campuses, but only in the metro area. It's so biased. It It is so intentional to be able to help the Democrats gain more votes. I mean, not to be partisan, but that's what these election laws are about. Um, we had a bill early on, uh, Senate Bill 139, that expanded motor vehicle offices to um, throughout the state of Colorado for undocumented licenses. So it gets real blurred, too, is uh, should people be registered to vote? Are they voting? Are they legal to right. vote? Um, if we have same-day registration in, right. in Colorado, it's so expensive to have those voting centers. I'm, I'm a county commissioner. I know the cost of opening up those voting centers and, and how many people you have there. Not a lot. And then in Colorado, we mail people ballots. <laughs> but this automatic registration is going to cost counties a lot, a lot of, of money. money. And some people don't want to be on the voter rolls. So I talk to people all the time when I'm out campaigning, and they say, well, I don't want to participate. I'm done with politics, and I don't want a ballot, and I'm not going to vote. And so we are we're going to have all these mail ballots. And I'm very suspicious of ballot harvesting, because in my district last year, in, during the campaign, we had people from all over the nation coming in, MoveOn.org is, and others, ballot harvesting. Right. And so the integrity of the elections, which we in Colorado have always value. rated very, very high, is just going out the window. Radical, radical voting um, rules and regulations are now being passed.
0: And just a clarification, you're a former county commissioner and you are a, rep- a representative
1: now. I'm a now. representative
0: mm-hmm. now, yeah. yeah. I was a county
1: commissioner for 12 years, took some time off, and now I'm a
0: representative. And this for- forced uh, voter registration, there's all kinds of data collection. That's another thing that we're seeing in all these bills, Susan Beckman, is data collection, data collection. The government's getting more and more information on you. And uh, and even if you say that you want to opt out on the forced uh, voter registration, you have to let them know within like twenty days or something.
1: Yes, and a lot of people don't want to be on those those lists. And what's interesting is through the vaccination bills, what we're seeing is that if you dig deep enough, these uh, this data is being sent. They're using memorandums of understanding and trading this information between all departments and all agencies, personal health information personal information. It's all data integrated, and
0: it's, it's very scary, actually. Well, and, you know, this is not, A, the proper role of government, but, B, it seems like uh, in doing all that, they're, they're not getting done the things that need to get, get done. I mean, we have basically said in public education, we want you to teach our kids to be able to read and write, do arithmetic and critically think. You know, we'd like our roads and bridges so that we can uh you know travel on those and they don't seem to be really focused on that kind of stuff no um this year it's about
1: intimidation and force of government it's not about doing essential government duties like Mm -hmm. paving our roads and uh teaching kids to read and write and we have gone so far left in our agendas that we are To have enough money to do that, we're just ignoring the essential services,
0: and it's very concerning. So they're going to be coming back. Well, I know that they're going to try to do an end run around Tabor, our taxpayer bill of rights. There's a couple of bills on that. I think it's House Bill 1257 and 1258. And um, you know what, Susan, let's do this. Let's go ahead and get back on schedule on breaks. Let's do that and then focus again on you in this last segment um, because I know you've got so much information, you've got notes everywhere. So this is Kim Munson with Representative uh, Susan Beckman. We'll be right back. Representative Susan Beckman, you're down at the Capitol. We have two more days left. There's so much going on. You guys have been holding the line, but it's 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 not it's not really Republican versus Democrat. It is people standing for the people, which is a, a number of the Republicans, and then it is these big government, big interest, all that. So. Let's jump in here. Let's, how about healthcare? care? What's going on with health
1: So there is a real divide in Colorado from what the people want and where this administration is going. Two years ago, overwhelmingly, by 76%, the people of Colorado said no thank you to universal health care. And this year, we have several studies... Uh, bills that were passed, big uh, fiscal notes. One of them is looking at a multi-payer universal health care system. One very similar to what we voted down. Another is to look at a state plan system. This bill is actually uh, very dangerous because it it doesn't come back to the legislature. It is like automatically implemented, and so it allows for um, the state employees, which is a pretty big pool to move into the health care exchange and to create a state plan that really would push out private insurance companies. It is a, it is a government takeover of health care, uh, reinsurance programs. There's a lot of health bills, but what the direction is, is not more market friendly, more co- competition. It is a state takeover, universal health care, Colorado healthcare run by
0: the government. And, And they do such a crackerjack job on everything.
1: Well, yeah. And it just keeps, you know, they keep on talking about the prices going down and the prices don't go down. The more government money you put into it, the less transparency you have, the more your costs are going to go up. And that is what we continue to create. There's a lot of special interest. Two years ago, we passed that bill 267, where we uh, sent the hospital provider fee to an enterprise for hospitals because they were all going broke. When you look at the amount of profit that our hospitals are making in the state of Colorado, it is shocking. It, the exponential profits, especially in the nonprofit arena, and so nonprofit doesn't mean that they don't make a profit. It just it no. means that uh, it's like I think they should lose maybe. their nonprofit status because they're making a lot of money. No. And and that's not right for
0: uh, because people can, in Colorado. They, but it's and they forced. also co- they also compete against entities that quote unquote are for profit. Right. So the for profit right. pay taxes, the nonprofit doesn't. So okay, just wanted to make that.
1: Yeah, so it would have been great if uh, Obamacare could have been um, overturned at the federal level because there's so many things in that that mess up our health care system that people don't even realize. Like the uh, nonprofit hospitals are required to do community benefits. And so now you have these hospitals that are making so much profit that are actually expected to fund schools and fund parks. And it creates this new expectation from hospitals. And I, my logic says, why don't you just lower prices? Mm-hmm. But there's no transparency. The more you get involved with government regulation, government oversight, government control, the more your costs are going to go up. And that's where we're going in these studies that are just going to be implemented even without legislative oversight or legislative approval. The study sets up the action in which we're moving in that direction. and. Governor Polis told us when he got elected, it's, you know, we're going to go to renewable energy, which is going to cost the rate players in the state of Colorado a tremendous amount of money. And we're going to move toward universal health care. And we're doing it. And mm-hmm. we're doing it a very short period of time. in you know, four months, we're becoming more California than California is with more, I hate to keep using the words radical, but when you look at us compared to the rest of the nation, we are implementing the most radical energy bills, radical health care bills that are, we don't even know how they're going to impact Colorado. Moving to uh, all just, just a quick note,
0: uh, the the positive is that we'll take care of the traffic congestion problem because we won't have people here anymore. They will have moved away, <laughs> just a little. Well, you <laughs> know,
1: and, and the mindset is actually the cars are bad. I,
0: oh, that's know, a whole other thing. Right, the cars are if bad. If you like your car, you're not going to be able to keep right. your car, but that's a whole other right. discussion. So go ahead. What's your next? Oh,
1: so energy. Uh, in a slate of bills this year, we have moved to... Um, Decrease the green, reduce greenhouse gas emissions by like 50 percent in 2050. But it's on a fast track. And what we've done is allowed for Xcel Energy to bond out the sky's the limit amount of money to close down the the existing coal plants. The clean coal plants. Yeah, that they put a lot of money in a few years ago um, that is going to devastate rural Colorado and to move toward renewable air, wind, energy. And none of it is going to come out of their investors' pocket. All of it is going to be on the backs of the ratepayers, And this it, has been done in a very non-transparent way. We get these bills late, and then we go to uh, the, the committee, and then it's on the floor, and they add multi-page amendment, multi-page amendment, multi-page How amendment. can you read all that? And they just are pushing it through, and it is more aggressive, actually, than uh-huh. the California uh, green plan. And their energy costs are going up so much in, um, in California. And this is wind and air it's great. Wind and uh, solar are great, but the technology but isn't. The technology force. isn't there yet. Yeah. Right now, our mix is about 80, uh, 20. Fossil fuels, 80 percent, 20 percent renewable energy. Um, they're going to move to 100 percent renewable energy. That's their goal. But it is going to cost us greatly and the PUC is changing XL energy all of this is going to be bonded out and on the backs of ratepayers they even passed a bill this bill, the gall um, it, <laughs> they're setting up charging stations up and down the front range and they're going to be free to the user of the electric car and it's going to be spread across to the ratepayers we're going to be paying for them. These charging stations, they re-upped the um, incentive, the rebate for uh, the tax credit for the tax, ele- credit, tax yeah. credit for electric cars, and Five. now we're going to let people charge them for free up and down
0: the front range, and we're going to pass it on to the ratepayers. It defies reason. Susan yeah. Begman, we are we're just about out of time. I think. After you get some rest, how about let's have you come back after this session? But just tell me, what's your um, favorite bill to hate and your favorite bill to love? My favorite bill to hate is the
1: Census Outreach Grant Program. The federal government actually is funding the Census Outreach uh, at $2.8 billion. And so there's money there. Uh, What a party, the Democrats, did in In this year, is that they added an additional six million for census outreach. So they're going to do Colorado's money. They're going to do their own census outreach. The day that bill passed, every aide for the the Democrats were up in the gallery because this is going to be their summer job. But my concern with this is (laughs) that I lived through Acorn in my district where they were out spending government money to do uh, targeting and uh, government uh, uh, outreach or, or voting outreach. Campaign outreach, and my concern is that that is what they're going to use. They're going to be knocking on doors as census outreach, but they'll follow it up to register for voters and they'll follow it up to pick their ballots. And we're just paying for that, just like we did with Acorn. And just like we've done with, you know, we fund Planned Parenthood, and then they're in our neighborhoods and they're knocking on doors. So that is my favorite bill to hate because I just can't believe that they. It's diabolical. Yeah, it's like, wow, $6 million (laughs) will go a long way for community outreach. And then my favorite bill is kind of a homegrown bill. It's really moms and families. It's not a special interest bill that are so tired of their kids not reading in school because they have dyslexia. And the further we get from phonetic teaching of phonetics in reading, the worse it is for kids with dyslexia. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. They started. It was a small group. And. They have hundreds and hundreds now at these hearings, and they've actually moved the ball against special interests and, and the education community, and they've got a bill to do some studying and do some testing. But these moms, these families, they're not going away, and they are not special interests. And I talked to one of them one day, and I said, well, maybe we could do a pilot project in charter schools. And she looked me in these clear blue eyes. She looked me in the eye, and she said, my kid gets on a bus, and goes to a neighborhood school, she should be able to learn to read there. And it's, it's and compelling, she's right. and she's right. And so it is a, a, a subsection of this bigger issue that we have with schools, but it's so great to see parents standing up and saying,
0: this is not right. Well, when I left last night, Susan, we are out of town, but when I are out of time, when I left last night at a little after 10, there were moms with little kids still at the Capitol. And the veil is off on what is going on, and it's, it's no longer Democrat versus Republican. It is, as you mentioned, big government, special interest against the people. Susan Beckman, you are standing for the people. Thank you. We are
1: standing for the people, and we are fighting for the people, and it's an honor and privilege to serve the people of Colorado and House District 38 in two more days, and
0: uh, can't happen soon enough. <laughs> well, we stand on the, the shoulders of giants and we have a responsibility and I know that you take that seriously and I'm grateful for you.